Hey, everybody. It is Shelly and Adam, Marketing Monday, and we have a good buddy of mine who I've known for quite a few years now, Tyler Stoons with Amy Stockburger. Is it group or what's the proper way to say it? Amy Stockburger Real Estate. Amy Stockburger Real Estate. Um, if you guys don't know who Amy Stockburger Real Estate Company is, like they are a monster in Sioux Falls. Um, just a really incredible team of real estate agents, just a really incredible company. And Tyler is one of their superstars. He's 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 a star in my eye, anyways. A little twinkle. Um, Tyler, would you mind introducing yourself and kind of let the people know like what got you into real estate in the first place, like um, how long you've been doing it, all those kinds of things. Yeah, definitely. So um, I'm, like I said, Tyler Sneeze, appreciate you guys having me on here. Uh, I've been in real estate and with Amy Stockberger Real Estate coming up just over five years now. Um, I've always loved real estate. I actually went to school for a little bit for architectural engineering because I love everything about homes and houses. Uh, realized how long a architect had to go to school for and decided I really don't want to do that. Um, nor I, can't, did I can't do three more years of drinking <laughs> and partying. But then I also realized if I did become an architect, I was just going to sit inside a building all day and draw, which is fun, but I love people. I love to talk to people. I love to get out. So um, after I, I got kind of done with school, I was in the whole call center thing, which I think almost everybody in Sioux Falls at one point may have done or know someone that did the call center thing. Um, and I was with my wife currently now, and I said, Hey, you know, I think I might try real estate. And she said, well, my cousin is a realtor and said her cousin's name was Amy Stockberger. And I said, I, yeah, I don't know who that is, but that's okay. Um, and so she, uh, she emailed her and said, Hey, Tyler's thinking about getting into real estate. What's, what's he got to do? Um, so it kind of long story short, I, went to school, did all of that, because you do go to school for quite a while um, there and, and got my license and then met with Amy uh, Stockberger and her husband, Adam, who run Amy Stockberger Real Estate. And they said, you start on Monday. So it's kind right. of just, <laughs> I started with them when they were smaller. We've now branched off into our own brokerage. Uh, that's why we are Amy Stockberger Real Estate. We used to be Amy Stockberger team, but we are our own brokerage now. Um, like Adam said, we are the biggest one in South Dakota, actually. So we are the team in South Dakota, um, which is fun because then we get to help, you know, the most amount of people, which is, is my favorite part. That's awesome. So does that mean that, so this is just a technicality, like wondering question for me, but does that mean that you can only sell homes in South Dakota or are you guys also licensed in like surrounding states? So how a realtor gets licensed, you get licensed by state as well as by the national. Um, if I wanted to go sell in Iowa, I would have to get an Iowa license as well um, or Minnesota, things like that. So a lot of times we just refer it out um, with the Midwest. I mean, it's you know not a quick jaunt up to Sioux City to go look at a house quick and hopefully it's the right one for you. Uh, so it just usually makes more sense if I know a client is looking somewhere else, I'll find an agent that's a good fit for them down there. Makes sense. And I'm sure you know plenty of people. <laughs> yeah, <try. laughs> uh, so, so in the real estate world, do you guys have to um, do your own marketing and kind of tell, it's a little bit different than like a traditional 
business model. Can you explain a little bit how marketing works? Yeah, marketing is uh, is different um, because, you know, we're not really selling a, a product per se to start with, unless I have a home for sale of a client, I'm selling myself. Um, so, you know, that's where we have to come in and and be the, the market experts to make sure that I know everything about this market and I'm going to be able to get you top dollar and the greatest service. So usually we're marketing ourselves. Um, and that's where we really more per se of marketing, we try to build client relationships. And that's, I think what real estate is really about is my favorite quote I've heard about real estate is everyone wants to go shopping for a home with their friends. So it's what you want to do. You want to be shopping with your friends and that's what makes it fun. So I think, yeah, marketing in real estate is really marketing yourself and what do you have to offer? And do you have a lot to offer, my friend? <laughs> Good looks, charm. Talk I try, you know, um, the nice thing about our, our brokerage, we do have a lot of perks. Um, you know, we have our VIP club, which is uh, once you buy or sell with us, become a member for life. So you have access to bouncy houses and moving trucks and things that a lot of people don't think about. Um, but it's just our biggest strategy we've tried to become is your your home resource for life. I don't want you to move into that house and then have questions and no idea to talk to. I'm going to be there forever. So I'm always going to talk to you. You've always talked to me. <laughs> I, I, I talk both of you guys all the time. He, he always talks to me too, Adam. Like, don't pretend that he's just your friend. Hey, I don't know about your guys' relationship. We don't talk about other people's relationship outside of our relationship, okay? He's a realtor, so there. Very nice. Very nice. Um, so one quick question about the architectural school. Mm-hmm. So like, did you walk in with the 150 piece Crayola set and just like flex on them? Because that's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> I've actually got, um, it's still in one of these closets from when we just moved, but it's a, it's a big giant bag of like colors and compasses and all that. That's exactly what I would have done. First day of school, I would have walked in with like the, the 150 piece Crayola set with the included sharpener in the bottom. Like, yeah. Oh, they would have been like, all right, you just already pass. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want Magnolia? Yeah, I've got Magnolia. <laughs> Timmy over there is looking poor with his 24-piece Crayola set. We, we had it all. <laughs> uh, okay, so what is the life cycle, would you say, the average time that someone buys a house and then an amount of time goes by and then they're looking to um upgraded house or buy another one what what would you say is the average yeah your average american moves every five to seven years um usually you're going to move anywhere from three to five times in your life you know you'll have your starter you get married kids maybe get a bigger house with more kids and then downsize mm, okay yeah i was i was thinking right around five years was what was what my guess was so What's interesting when you're talking about like marketing and stuff like that for a customer is that life cycle, depending on where you're, depending on what industry you're looking at, it's an awfully long um, customer cycle, right? Like there's a lot of life that can happen in five to seven years. Right. People can get married and divorced all inside five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that's a, that's an interesting thing to try and stay at the forefront of someone's mind when we, you're talking about houses, do you find uh, for yourself that 
once someone uses a realtor, they kind of just stick with that realtor for the rest of their purchases, unless something like goes drastically wrong. I'd say for the most part, um, every once in a while, you're going to run into and pretty common in, in the Sioux empire. It seems like everybody knows a realtor. Um, but you know, my sister's a realtor, my brother's a realtor, my aunt's a realtor, things like that. So you're going to, you're going to see that sometimes, but for the most part, I would say that once you, you find a realtor, you're pretty much sticking with them. Yep. Do we, have, we all have kids here, Tyler. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, I think one of the things for me that's interesting about that is like, I, from the consumer standpoint, I'm like, it becomes really hard to decide who to go with because you do have so many people that you know in our area that are in realty, right? So like, yes, we ended up going with Tyler, but like there was like a plethora of people. I mean, I could name off the top of my head right now, probably a dozen different people that I know personally that are in real estate. So like, I I think it's a, it's a hard, um, I shouldn't say hard. It's an interesting idea to like really understand who your customer avatar is, right? Like it's really interesting to try to narrow down, like who exactly are you marketing to? Because theoretically, you know, you could be marketing to 75% of the Sioux empire, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's just it. And you don't know, potentially does that person already have a realtor yeah and then how do you how do you even begin to edge your way into like like where you convince that person well you should really go with me rather than this other person like without getting nasty about it you know what i mean like that that it's a really that's a really difficult deal i don't know if we're i don't know if we're in a unique market with the Sioux Falls where it seems like everybody and their sister is a realtor. Like you think I know people that have completely other jobs and they're still a realtor. And the oh, really yeah. hard part about realtors too is say, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Shelly felt the same way is when you know so many people that are a realtor and then you put out there that you're looking for a house and then you get hit up by all these people that say, Hey, like, I'm a realtor. Like you want to, you know, we should, uh, we should help out or, you know, join forces, whatever, I, you know, let's team up. But then you tell them, no, like I've already got one. The problem with that is, is like, you know, you're directly affecting their wallet. Like they don't have another source of income like that. You have literally said, no, I'm not paying you. <laughs> Thanks. And that's tough. It is. Um, yeah. um and I mean, it's kind of like any, industry, I feel, um, there's a general rule of thumb that 10% of us do 90% of the work. Um, so, I mean, that's a big thing, but that's where I also feel like the relationship comes in because just because you might use an, another realtor, I still want to have a relationship with you because you could potentially refer me someone as well. Yep. True. And I think that's, I think that's super key right there. Like even, I mean, in your industry, especially, but in any industry, like it, it, I, it is such a turnoff to somebody when you're like, Hey, sorry, we end up going with somebody else and they just ghost you. Like, yeah. you know, it just is such a turnoff and, you know, whether it's through, I've had multiple instances, you know, whether it's through teaching stuff or whether it's through, you know, consulting or back in retail, like if we didn't carry somebody's product or if it just wasn't a good fit or whatever, like it's so unprofessional, at least send a stinking follow-up email and be like, Hey, I totally get it. You know, whatever. 
but so how do you how do you do that like what strategies or techniques have you used to try to maintain those relationships even if somebody decides not to buy a home with you yeah i guess i always look at it as your client becomes almost family or friend like so you want to build that relationship so even if you're not a client with me or you went somewhere else that doesn't I don't want to exclude myself in the future because maybe the realtor that you use is moving and I don't know, maybe in, in three years you need to move that realtor has gone. Well, if I would have, like you said, ghosted you or just said, ah, psh, you didn't use me, I'm done. That's a potential customer that I just cut out. And with every potential customer, you usually get about three more transactions due to referral off of them is how you generally want to look at it between maybe it's a, a friend, a mom, a dad, a sister, things like that. They're going to say, hey, they were awesome. You want to work with them. So, I mean, that's a big chunk of business I could have potentially lost out on just because I might have got a little bit angry that you didn't use me that one time. Yeah. Yeah. So you had an interesting question before we uh, came on, which was um, you've been noticing that I've been doing more YouTube lately and you have this opinion that YouTube will become a really dominant force in the next couple of years because cable's going away. Um, and I can agree more. In fact, I really think that the only thing that's really supporting cable at this point and satellite, um, I'll include satellite with that is sports and news. That's really about it. If and I'm actually pretty shocked that we're still at this point don't have a good streaming service, like a, a core pillar streaming service for just sports. And well, I can only, Im- what's that? You got ESPN plus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did I, well, okay. Uh, I, maybe I'm thinking about like, for, like last year, Super Bowl is happening. Right. There wasn't a great, like, streaming service that was like advertising like yes we're 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 carrying the super bowl and everything like that which i don't watch football but i don't watch anything unless it's like super bowl maybe playoffs that's it and so that one time of year where you want to watch the super bowl and then you're like okay well i guess fuck me like i guess we're not going to do this <laughs> you know um so yes i agree um i think that's the only thing holding it on but what would be interesting is what do you think would be like if you were to dive into YouTube, what would that look like from a from your standpoint, or what do you think you would be doing um, content on? Yeah, so I've actually started, I made it a goal this year of myself, kind of like you've been doing so good. I've tried to dive more into into YouTube. So I've been doing a lot of property tours um, where I'll just go walk around and see what's what's on the market. Um, lately I've been doing higher end one because everyone likes to look at higher end homes. I mean, it's just exciting. It's fun to see what's out there. Um, there are a couple other realtors in different parts of the nation that do once a week videos. Um, now obviously they are quite large. They're doing a, a tremendous amount of sales in a year. So they're doing content of like, what's their day? Like what's an average day for a realtor? Most people don't know. Um, so they're doing some of that. So I think I'm going to start to try and, and work into that. Um, I just haven't got fully 
comfortable enough yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm still doing a lot of the the video property tours just to let people see what's out there. And um, and I think, like I said earlier, I think YouTube will take off. So it's just starting to get into it right away. Yep. Um, what I would the the piece of advice I would give on that is the property tours keep doing those those are those are going to be great especially like facebook lives and stuff like that i would imagine would be awesome for that um however with uh youtube so if you were kind of referring like some of these realtors are doing more vlog style type stuff right and the problem with vlogs from it so if you look at youtube and google from the standpoint of they are search engines they're there you can obviously use them for like vlog type stuff and everything like that but youtube has turned into just a completely different animal as far as like it's turned into a search engine and so if you can sit down and say um and doing a vlog is really tough because if you let's say if you're even doing it twice a week shooting the footage editing the footage and then getting your thumbnail and your titles and everything like that like that's it that is a full-time job and on top of like i know what you guys well i have a pretty good idea of what you guys do workload wise as a realtor like ain't gonna happen like twice a week you're you'd have to have a whole team behind you to uh, you'd have to have a videographer you'd have to have an editor and a writer like you'd have to have all of that so it's it's a good aspirational thing to get to I just don't know if it's a great way to start off with. What I do think is a great way to start off with is to grab a notepad or whatever and write down a dozen questions that you get asked most often about real estate and then do a video a week on those questions. And if you don't have the time to edit or whatever, like, or I don't know what you've been doing right now as far as the property tours and everything like that, but like as far as editing, hire that shit out. Like, I don't know how much you want to how much you want to dedicate money towards this on or anything like that. It doesn't really matter. Send the footage to a guy on Fiverr in India, let him cut it like and do that. And the reason why I bring that up is one, it's really easy to come up with content ideas. There's a I bet right now you could write down a dozen things that you get asked most commonly on a on a real estate property, but num n- the biggest part about that is that's what people are going to be searching for on YouTube. Uh, what do I need to know to purchase my first house? Well, here's Tyler Stoons with um, Amy Stockberger, like here to answer that question. You know, whatever whatever that might be. And then what's going to happen is because YouTube will see, oh, this guy's from Sioux Falls. And um, okay, so Tyler puts out a video about how to what you need to know about purchasing or purchasing your first house. When someone from Sioux Falls YouTube's how to, what do I need to know to purchase my first house? They're going to serve that up in in the queue because they see, oh, this guy's from Sioux Falls, that guy's from Sioux Falls, probably a good idea to team them up. Right. Um, and what's the other great part about that is, is I'm assuming you guys have blogs um, as well for that help you guys rank on Google, like on the website or whatever. You can take any one of those blogs, do content on it. And then when you're done with that, um, when you have a video that pairs with that blog, put it on the blog so that if someone's reading that blog, they get a, vi- you get a video view out of it. And it's a, it turns into a really vicious circle. 
that right there, if you're answering someone's question, is a much better way to grow a YouTube audience right now than it is like trying to do like um, vlog style type stuff. Um, once you get to a certain point, I don't know, we'll say 50,000 subscribers or whatever, vlogs can have their place because you'll be making money off of that as well. Not just in ad revenue, like ad revenues, whatever, but it will be that you're getting so much business from your YouTube videos that you go to Amy and you're like, Hey, we're closing like what? $5 million worth of deals just because of YouTube. Like, do you think we can hire out a team? And she'll be like, no problem. What do you need done? And you'll have your camera guy, your editors and everything like that. Um, just to give you an idea of like, and sorry if this is like one long piece of advice, but just to give an idea of like what we're kind of talking about scale wise, there is a shop that I went to two weeks ago, Chicago auto pros where there was a detailing training. That guy, he's only putting, he's only got only, but he's got 150,000 subscribers and he is putting out, I'll say two videos a week. It's, I think it's probably what he's averaging. He's got like five or six guys, like two videographers, five editors, one social media guy. Like he's got a team and it's all they can do to keep up with um, the amount of just two videos a week. Right. Um, because, you know, you have a business that you have to run on top of that. So that's my piece of advice. Shelly, get in here. Let's hear from you or Tyler, if you have anything to add to that. Well, it, to go along with the team, I just, I, I, a little bit different context, but I wanted to add to that, that it does become an entire team. And if you can find the right people that can outsource each piece of that, um, my video experience is a little bit different than Adam's and more like I am a part of our church's video production. So like our church broadcasts to you, my UTV every week. And so I'm a part of that, but there's, you know, there's recording that happens a certain afternoon every week and there's four people ish that are there to run just the production of that. That file then goes to somebody else to do like screens and do the write outs and the references and all of that kind of stuff on it. Then it comes to me to caption and write everything out and edit the content on it. And then that gets sent back to the file to put into the correct file to get sent to the video production. So like there's a whole process. So like to produce one 58 minute and it has to be exactly 58 minutes and 30 seconds but to produce that one one hour i mean there's at least you know five six people that are putting in a total of probably 15 hours 20 hours you know for just that one so adam's totally right on to say you know to produce that but the thing that i really like about video where on the other side of it is if you record those one, that one 10 minute, five minute, whatever it is, piece to put on YouTube, A, you're doing it consistent, consistently, which is gonna help tremendously for all of your rankings. But B, yeah. the beauty of video is that it very easily converts into every other type of content. So the beauty of video is you can easily cut that down into a 30 second segment to put on TikTok. You can easily have send it to somebody and have it transcribed to now write a blog post on that five minute thing. Now you have the, the I mean, and that's literally all they're doing is transcribing everything you said, editing it up to make it sound you know, take out the ums and all of that kind of stuff out there. Make, and it, sound then, like, make it sound like you can read it. <laughs> and then you have a blog post out of it. And then from that blog post, now you can cut 
three, four, five different social media posts out of that because now you have the content to make those smaller pieces around that. And now you have, you know, one post a week for the next five weeks or one post a month for the next five months that you just cut out of that simple piece. There's just so much. And that's what I like about video is it's so easily converted into other pieces. Yep. What's your thoughts, Tyler? I totally agree with that. I think, I mean, <laughs> I think that uh, that video is the future. It's a hundred percent. And it's not only, I think, to like YouTube and things like that, but I think versus maybe even sending text a lot of times now, it's, uh, I've, I've seen people start to do that. You know, I, I did one with a, a builder up in Brookings and sent him a gift. And instead of him texting me like, hey, thanks for the gift, he sent me a quick 10 second video of him with the gift saying, hey, thanks so much. And I think that meant so much more to see the quick video yep. versus a quick text. Or yep. even a call. Yeah. Um, and something that I didn't intend to happen, but it's been happening more and more lately is, um, you know, so I'll do a video weeks and weeks ago about, I don't know, let's say a ceramic coating. Uh, the one I did on my Audi, the coating that I did on my Audi. Someone, a detailer messages, messages me and said weeks and months later about like, Hey, like I saw this coding that you guys have. What's, what's the download on it? Like I'm interested and I'll just send them the link. Like it's, I'll just go to my YouTube, grab the link, say, Hey, this is me installing it. Like watch this, tell me what you think. And it's so much more impactful watching that process happen, especially for detailers, because it's a very visual process rather than me saying, don't, yeah, don't worry about it, man. It's easy to install. Like it's right. It's, it's good stuff. Like he can actually see it. Um, and with realtors, like where uh, I'm making a guess, like I'm not trying to act like I know realty. So I apologize, but it's, if you can get you, if you can get you in front of them, even digitally like that, elevates everything so much more than sending text messages, emails or whatever. There was a, there was a CRM. I use HubSpot as a CRM and I sent off a question to like a sales team or whatever. And there was a video response back like that, that it was the actual sales guy responding back to me in video, in email. And I was like, dang, like that is awesome. Like that's so much more personal, you know, like it's, it's way more impactful. So even if like your YouTube career doesn't take off or anything like that, <laughs> it what it allows you to do is get way more comfortable in front of camera, which just it, it it's going to be the future in some way, shape, or form. Like it doesn't maybe Snapchat will make another comeback, and and now you're doing real estate deals through Snapchat. Like just getting more comfortable in camera, anyways, is is always a good thing. And I think it humanizes everything too. I think that that's yeah. another really important piece of it, you know, kind of like what you were referencing, Tyler, like, sure, getting a text from somebody is, you know, it's great, but it's not, it doesn't have that human effect that we all are craving, especially now, because we have so much less face-to-face -face contact with people that when you can see somebody's face, it just has a much more emotional effect on you than reading another text or another social media post or whatever. A hundred percent. Yeah. So um, do you guys have a, so how does that work for marketing to kind of roll it back around to that? Like how does that currently work for you guys at ASRE? Do you guys have like 
do you have any sort of social media team? Video, I mean, I know you have people that do social media, but for you specifically, do you have people that could start to form pieces of that team? Yeah, so I actually do have a social media person who handles all my social media, just my personal. Um, in regards to marketing too, you know, like we we use a CRM as well um, that actually has video drips and things like that in it. Um, I've started editing my, my own to make it more personable, but um, I think where I'm at too, a lot of times when I get an organic lead uh, or someone signing up on my own website, I'll just message myself um and then that's where i have my social media guy if i can't instantly my biggest thing is i want that question answered right away so if i'm not instantly reaching out to them then then someone is so i think a lot of our marketing to wrap back to that isn't so much marketing i guess i'm just putting out stuff on i've i've had great success with social media and just putting links out there and people jumping on the links and then getting in my inbox into where that's how I'm marketing myself is, is actually creating organic talk per se to them right away. Mm -hmm. So are you guys able to schedule stuff? Like, do you guys have a, a schedule that you currently run on for social media where like every Monday you post new houses that are listed or like, do you guys have some sort of a, a schedule that you follow currently? I personally do. Um, like I said, I was diving more into the property tours um, and creating more of those. You know, I used to, I've done a lot of live, I actually started doing Facebook live three or four years ago on video tours already. So I've been doing it for some time. Um, but this year is where I, I wanted to not only do Facebook, because I was just always Facebook live. I wanted to include YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, hit all the big three platforms. Um, so that's where I've been pre-recording mine. And every Thursday at two, I'm pushing new content out of a new home to walk through or, or maybe a, a building or something to let people see the real estate side of Sioux Falls. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I will um, echo something that Shelly said, which is consistency is probably the biggest, the biggest thing that you can do here. And it is crazy to me that the the couple of videos that i put out for youtube we i made i just told myself done is better than perfect that was the that was what my me and my business partner that's what we're saying is for the next whole year for 21 i said i want 100 videos i want those 100 videos out of the way we're going to learn through every single video what we can improve on yada 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 and honestly, like some of the quality of these videos that I'm putting out, I'm like, this is absolute garbage. Like, <laughs> this is so shit. <laughs> but like I said, Wednesday, 6 p.m., that's when the video is going out. Like, we got to put it out there. And it is amazing to me that every single time I put out a video, it's maybe not the views that go up, even though they, they do. They just kind of keep snowballing on top of each other. But the reach just keeps going up and up and up and up. Every single time I put out a video, um, YouTube, there's more people that have found me through YouTube search. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the, the last video that I put out. It's just like YouTube just keeps putting my content more and more out there. Um, what I will say, I can give you a couple of like actual tactical pieces of um, software to use that will help you plan out or have an idea for what videos to to do um there's a piece of software called tubebuddy 
that um, that I use. And so you can research what keywords are being searched a lot and how much competition there is around them. So then that helps you build out your titles. So instead of doing something like, um, well, you might do a, you might do a keyword research for first time home buying. What do I need to know? That keyword, that saying might be extremely competitive. Like, and two buddies going to say, you should really not do that, dude. Like, don't, don't bother. But if you do some iteration of that, then there's still high search volume, but not a lot of competition. Um, if you're, I, it's, it's, it's way easier to like show you rather than try and tell you, but that's where the one video I did where it was like ultra black sponge versus big red sponge killer thumbnail nailed it. Um, but I also had an awesome title in there with high search volume, low competition. And that's my best performing video so far where it's at like 450 views or something like that right now. Um, but then, yeah, just if you were to set a day where you're like Thursday, 2 PM, every single week, there's a video going out and you just tell whoever you're editing with like, bro, like, I don't care how, how shit it looks. We just, we're going to learn every single time. And that's it. Like, ain't nobody watching your first hundred videos unless you like do something extraordinarily good. Um, it's just the consistency is, is key there. For sure. So, to kind of dive into the second question that you had, which was around other forms of marketing. Hey, Benjamin. So um, the other forms of marketing, you know, which I think is a fantastic question. So historically, a lot of realtors are doing postcards in the mail. They're doing, you know, paper kind of stuff, right? So whether that's newspaper, magazine, billboards, any of that kind of stuff you asked um, what our thoughts are on typical print stuff. I think personally, I feel like it depends on your industry. It depends a little bit on who you're trying to reach. For the most part, I don't necessarily think that's where people get bang for their buck because the costs are so high going into it comparatively to everything else that's out there, right? So, Comparatively, if you're looking at what you know, postcards, I mean, just the postage on a postcard in and of itself has so dramatically risen. I mean, you can print the postcard for 10, 12 cents a piece, right? But to actually send it, you're going to spend 35 cents. So at that point, you know, you can send to an entire zip code in Sioux Falls, right? Like there's all those services that you can narrow it down and income levels and zip codes and all that kind of stuff. But if you narrow it down and say you even send 10,000 postcards to a specific area, like for me, unless it's something very specific that I am looking for, they go right in the trash. I mean, I can honest to goodness say the only time I've ever replied off of a postcard for something was if it was something very specific that we were already kind of looking for. Um, and even then, I usually don't just blind call them because now we have the power of social media. So I'm going to go online and be like, hey, has anybody ever used this company? Or, hey, what do you guys, who do you guys recommend for this or whatever? Like, I, in my opinion, like the time and cost, you know, I'm guessing to send out, you know, 10,000 postcards 
would probably cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of $10,000 is my guess. Like I'm guessing a dollar postcard is probably with postage and everything, even $5,000. I mean, how much of your time could you spend in networking events or face-to-face relationship building activities for $5,000? Um, you know, I just, I, I think it's such an overcrowded market in Sioux Falls that it's not, uh, it's not a matter of somebody getting their name out there. It's a matter of somebody building relationships with people. Right. And I just don't think most traditional print methods build relationships. Um, I think really, if I, let's say that we all sat down, well, we all sat down with um, your group um, and there was a budget of like a hundred grand for the year for like marketing or whatever. I would set aside, personally, my opinion would be, I would set aside such a small portion for postcards where it would be more about sending a postcard um saying like happy birthday to the, to them to the kids for christmas that's what i would send a postcard on or like you know if you close on a house one month later following up and saying like hey it was great working with you yada yada but that's that's it as far as like a lead gen type situation absolutely not like i would just be like oh it costs 10 grand for us to send out postcards for lead gen like to try and get people to sign up or whatever i was like you know what i can do for 10 grand for facebook ads and google ads (laughs) or my god like i could you could literally build out an entire um crew of people for video for 10 grand um like i was looking at pricing out camera equipment this morning like for around 2500 dollars, you can get some pretty darn good start on video and then um, I just did a podcast uh, last week with a guy who is a videographer. And I was like, if I told you, hey, I want to do a video week or uh, a video week, four videos a month. And every other week, I wanted you to stop by the house and we we're going to do two videos that day. And I gave you $500 that day. So $1,000 a month just to shoot video, no editing, just to shoot video. What would you say that he'd be like? He said, hell yeah. Like, I'm all about that. A thousand dollars a month. You can almost do, uh, what would that be? Four times, Shelly, what's four times 12? 48. <laughs> Man, Facebook live math. And I did it. 48 <laughs> videos a year that I can break that out, out into like a hundred pieces of content throughout that year. Like pff, there goes, that's, that's what I'm spending my 10 grand on. Like right there. Boom. Like done. And, uh, I mean th- that to me is such an, that to me, maybe not the first year would be great for lead gen stuff because, you know, stuff like that just takes time. It's a snowball effect, but year two, I would, I would be willing to bet a whole lot of money. It would, it would wreck any other form of lead gen um, out there, especially if you deploy that behind smart Facebook ad spending, smart Google ad spending, which I know you guys already are doing very strategically, but if you've got like killer video to back it up, um, like done all day um and the great part about i would say with video um in your guys' situation is i'm sure you're already hiring someone to do video walkthroughs and like showcases and stuff like that you hire a film crew and you tell them hey any house over 500k that we bring on that we need to sell 
I want some like cinematic shit in there. Like I want, I want some like awesome, awesome stuff. It's going to be a three minute video and that helps you sell that house even more. Like, or you hire out that film crew for other smaller realtors. Like that can be a whole different income source for you guys off to the side. Um, it, it doesn't have to be just for you guys, like, or just for like shooting, you know, answering questions, Tyler Thursdays, answering your realtor questions. That's, Boom. There. Use that one. That's the channel of your name. Tyler, Tyler Thursday. <laughs> um, so anyways, like there's so many ways to chop up video, um, that it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a black hole for, um, uh, for the company. Like it, it doesn't need to be that way. Um, there's a lot of different ways to deploy that. And I would add, you don't have to be the expert of that. I think that that's a, one thing that like trips up so many entrepreneurs, whether it's real estate, whether it's anybody else, like they're like, yeah, I can record a video or I can pay somebody to record a video, but then what, like, what do I do with it? Like at that point, like once you have the stinking content, it's so easy to outsource that to anybody, like Adam said on Fiverr or somewhere else to do the cutting of it, do the the transcription into an actual blog post to do any of that kind of stuff. It's so easy and affordable. Like it's not expensive to outsource that stuff at that point. Um, edit, editing can be expensive depending on, well, I mean, depending on what you're looking for. But if you're yeah. just looking for, you know, having a piece edited down into. If it's know, already, if it's already minutes. done and you want to edit it down. Yeah. That's not that expensive. Um, but taking like a, um, like for example, that trip to Chicago, I think I had around 85 gigs worth of footage sending that 85 gigs to someone saying, Hey, I want something pretty out of this. And then them sending it back to me. Like that's the only downside to Fiverr is you're most likely you're working with someone from India, which it's, there's nothing against people from India, but there's a communication barrier there. And sometimes trying to tell them what you're wanting out of video footage. It's hard enough to do that with people in the US like saying like I had to work with a videographer long distance and try to work with him on editing down a video. I don't know. I, I don't know if you've seen that video that we did um, of the Porsche Tyler, which was about a year ago. That video, I had to work with a editor long distance and it's a, it's a really tough process because there's just so much intricacy that goes into like pulling off a video like that that you, you almost have to be there in person, but those aren't the kind of videos you guys are looking to do. Um, but anyways, pulling off a raw editing footage part of it, that can be expensive. Like having an editor just take a whole bunch of raw video and turning something pretty out of it, that can be expensive. Everything else outside of that, like t having someone transcribe a uh, video for blog posts and like turning it into something that isn't crap. Um, looking at i don't know 25 to 40 dollars um per video something like that like that's not super expensive um i don't know what that would be a month if you were doing a video a week i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try and hurt myself on math again <laughs> but it would be a hundred dollars to 160 dollars for four boom. videos a week see easy stuff <laughs> or four videos a month i mean um but what i will say is if this is something that you or Amy is looking to get into 
I would love to help out any way that I can. Not that I'm some sort of expert. I'm in Shelly too. I don't mean to leave Shelly out of it. Um, <laughs> I'm not some sort of expert, but I would love to see um, a realtor do something like that and pull it off really well because I feel like it would blow away every expectation of local realtors. I, I would love to be at that table. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, personally, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty well connected within the town. I feel like Adam is, Tyler, obviously you are as well. And I can think of maybe three realtors that I see that do social media posts consistently that I, that are coming up in my newsfeed on Facebook and Instagram, not YouTube, but that are consistently, whether it's video, whether it's most of them are just pictures with, you know, a simple caption after it. But the other side to that, you know, when you're talking, we, so basically Adam and I have said no print, right. And we've just now gone back to all the digitals. <laughs> so I hope we answered your question there, yeah, but <laughs> that's where we got, <laughs> you know, think about this from a, a relationship standpoint, right? So like, here's an idea for you that would be, in my opinion, super simple, but is going to result in a whole lot more organic exposure for you. So let's say that you, how many deals on average do you close in a month? In a month, probably all of them. <laughs> I would, I would say two to five. Okay. So let's, let's say an average of three deals a month. Okay. So if you're closing one a week, uh, a, a deal that you are, you've built a relationship with that person, take a simple picture with that person. 90% of the, and I, I'm going to expand on this quite a ways, right? So for you personally, a, that gives you a testimony picture. You can ask them for a simple sentence, you know, hey, would you mind writing me a simple testimony? I can guarantee you that probably 90% of the people you ask to do it are going to do it. I have yet to ask somebody for a testimony for myself or for the businesses that I do social media for. I, I've never had somebody say no. So, I mean, A, that picture with a testimony is a super simple, consistent thing to do. But from an organic reach standpoint, those people are going to share that in their network, right? And now what stronger um, way what, or what stronger uh, uh, statement? What stronger testimonial is there than a I testimonial? I mean, I'm trying not to use the word <laughs> What stronger testament do you, do, do you have than somebody's personal experience with you, right? right yep. And it's very easy for your social media person to throw that into a template. And now, you know, every time you close a deal, that just becomes part of your newsfeed. And over the course of the year, now you have 50 social media posts from 50 different people that have been happy with your service, that are giving you a big thumbs up. You then can take that a step further for them personally. And, you know, if you're taking a picture of them in front of their new house, that's your realtor gift to them, right? Send them, take that picture, have your your person print it and put it in a nice little frame, you know, even a magnet or something, you know, silly for them. But how many people don't have a picture of them in front of their new house on their closing day because it just gets lost in the mix of everything, right? So like, it seems like something simple that you could very easily add in that would be very meaningful. You add that into a nice little gift box for somebody for, you know, a $25, $50 closing gift or whatever. And what a huge impression you have now left on that person's experience that is going to you know serve a lifetime. Plus, if you have like a magnet or some form of 
your, you know, put it in something that is branded for you, right? But that is now going to stay on their refrigerator, on their, you know, cubicle at work or whatever, that now you're getting free advertising for years with that person's personal stamp on it as well. I would like to take what Shelly said and run with that too. Like another another way to maybe look at it. Um, or not another way to look at it. Uh, I'll just add to it. How often in those three deals a month, is there a situation that comes up where I'll just say like you clutch up, like you just become a rock star real estate agent, like the deal wasn't going to happen, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then like these people are overflowing with happiness because of you, you came in and wearing your beautiful long haired cape and save the day. Their um, suits. I mean, Tyler wears some amazing suits. So <laughs> let's, not, let's not let that slip by without mentioning no, that on this podcast. For sure. Best dressed. Um, for sure. The reason why I bring that up is like where testimony gets to be really powerful is when there's a really great story as to where you save the day and um, the home inspection went sour. Like there was all these different problems that the existing homeowners weren't worry about. And you're like, Hey, no problem. I know the guys just to fix this. They'll be in there. Um, this is what it's going to cost. They'll be in there um, next week. Not a problem. We'll, we can keep this. We can keep this moving forward. Those kinds of testimonies when people sit down and actually do that video testimony of like, yeah, you know, like we were mid, we were mid contract. Tyler came in, saved the day because he knew these people that testimony right there that's worth its weight in gold. Like whatever that costs to get done, um, a a good, uh, I'll give a real life example for myself. Uh, Here, like a a couple of months ago, last late last year, I found out that there was somebody who drove from Denver all the way down to Chandler, Arizona to get their car clarity coded. So they did 1800 miles round trip just to have their car done in our product. When I found out about that, I was like, I don't give a shit what that costs. I'm flying there. I'm getting that story. I hired a local film crew, paid for the flights, like all of that. Because that testimony of like driving 1800 miles round trip for for some sort of product, that right there is, that's a powerful story. And if you have somehow saved the day, that's a powerful story in your segment, like in your, in your area. Um, because so many people are going to have a story of like the realtor that didn't do anything, like just kind of let the deal slip through, slip by, you know, whatever that might be. And they're going to be sour about it. And then when they see that you came in with your Gucci suit and saved the day, like they're going to be like, I'm going to have a Tyler on my hands. Like (laughs) F this other guy. Um, (laughs) that's, that's where I think those are, those stories become really powerful. And if you get six of those a year, at the end of every year, you mash those up into a, a video. Man, that's powerful stuff. That's really powerful stuff. Um, so there's my there's my add-on to what Shelly's amazing idea was. I love it. So hopefully we gave you a little bit of a takeaway. With that being said, we are now coming up on the end here. We need to uh, do our last five minutes and give Tyler his this moment of glory to talk about whatever he wants to talk about here, Adam. Take it away, Tyler. What would you like the people to know? The thousands of people watching. 
Where can so they find you? We end our episodes with the last five minutes. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. So you can talk about, you know, why we had to start this episode early and end it early if you want, or we could just not mention that if you want, if you don't want us to. We you can talk, you can talk about promotions you guys have coming up. Make sure you tell everybody how they can find you and get a hold of you. But like you can talk about, you know, your beautiful, amazing wife and your kids if you want. We don't care. You can talk about whatever you want. Well, I hope my my one kid is sleeping upstairs. Normally, I'd be at my office. And the reason we did start it early was because Saturday night, I was telling these two lovely people earlier, I decided to slip on ice with some concrete underneath and rolled or broke my ankle. So I got to go to the ortho right after this and hopefully not end up in a cast or crutches because that can make showing houses very fun. <laughs> and luckily it was like Shelly said it luckily it wasn't during a showing um I mean I still would have finished the showing but we would have, we would have made a trooper that's why we made it through I mean that's the most important we're there we're gonna look is this uh, your left or your right it's my right so oh, how to drive worst. and then hopefully not have a cast put on otherwise I'm guessing I'm putting a lift back to home since my wife is with both my kids and I don't it'll be it'll be fun we'll see what happens I can walk still, so I think I'll be all right uh where can where can people find you yeah so I actually built a a website um I always tell people not to use some of the bigger websites but if you go to sellsueempire.com um, you can find me on there you can find me on Facebook uh Tyler Soons or Instagram I have a TikTok. I don't know how to use it, so don't try that. Um, I just let's watched. Let's get lunch sometime. We'll we'll figure that out together. Yeah, yeah so we'll say you and Adam have beers, and he'll he'll TikTok train you. <laughs> um, YouTube. I'm on YouTube as well. Uh, like we said, so what's the YouTube that. channel? Uh, I think it's just Tyler Stoons. Tyler Stoons. Hold on a second. Let's look. I'm gonna look this up right now. Um, but yes, get you some followers. Yep. We need to everybody. The thousands of people watching right now, go give, go give Tyler Stewart a follow on YouTube. He's about to blow up and show. Oh yeah, first very first video, you in the beautiful looking suit, like that's great. I mean, your second subscriber. I'm telling you, Tyler kills it with the suits. He does. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. I'm so glad you could join us, Tyler. I, I appreciate you continuing to join us, even though you were probably in a little bit of pain and suffering through this right now. So, But we'll make it. <laughs> well, I can personally say you were a, a fantastic realtor, and I can personally recommend you. That wasn't typically what we do on the, the podcast. That's not why we recommend people here, but I'm going to throw that in there because you, you got us into a great home for our special yeah. situation that we had. So, Yes. I, I and agree. follow up's been great. He just helped me get another thing taken care of last week on the house. So it's the kind of man he is. He's a he's a doer. He All right, man. You uh, right. you get your ankle healed up. Appreciate it, you guys. Have a great Monday. All right. See you later, guys. Bye.